Welcome to Friendship with God. Now, before we begin today's teaching message, we have some very important news to tell you. The Friendship with God radio program has been on the air for a year and a half, and thankfully this program has been made available in your city on your station here without any listener support due to having an underwriter for the program. Unfortunately, we have lost our underwriter, and we no longer have the support for this radio program. And we need you, the listener that's been enjoying this program, to be able to immediately start supporting this program to keep it on the air. So please go to friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org, and you can donate right from our homepage on our website. Or you can call us right now or at the end of the program at 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Call us today to continue the support for this program. Now, not only does the Friendship with God radio program go out over the radio, but we also have an evangelistic outreach through Israel Restoration Ministries, where we've reached the past few years millions and millions of lost Jewish people with the gospel, door-to-door, directly evangelizing the Jewish people, so on the radio and also taking materials, Jewish evangelistic materials, to the Jewish people right where they're at and trying to get them to listen to the radio program, as well as give them gospel materials that they might be saved. Now, there is no other radio program or evangelistic ministry that's trying to reach the lost Jewish people like we're doing at the Friendship with God radio program and Israel Restoration Ministries, and we want you to be a part of that. We don't want this radio program to be discontinued without the underwriter support. We need you as the listener to get involved with financial support and helping us to keep this program on the air, as well as continuing the Jewish evangelism outreach that we have in getting the gospel to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Again, millions of people have been reached with the gospel. We've had lots of Jewish people coming to the Lord. We want to continue to see them be saved and baptized and discipled and follow the Lord. And you can have a part in that by continuing this radio ministry, the Friendship with God radio program, and our Israel Restoration Ministries Jewish Evangelism Outreach. So call us today at 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Or go to friendshipwithgod.org to donate. Friendshipwithgod.org, right on our homepage you can donate. Or you can write us at friendshipwithgod at P.O. Box 711-330. That's P.O. Box 711-330, Santee, California, 92071. At Santee, S-A-N-T-E-E, Santee, California, 92071. Just think of how you can rejoice with joy and gladness of heart by supporting this Friendship with God teaching program and our Jewish evangelism outreach. You'll be able to be like Jethro, who said in Exodus 18.9, And Jethro rejoiced for all the goodness which the Lord had done unto Israel. Think of all the good that you'll be able to do to Israel through the Lord and through this radio program and getting the gospel to them and helping them to come and see their need for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this teaching program reaches millions of lost Jewish people with the gospel. So join us, support this radio program, and you'll be supporting the gospel going to the Jew first. Go to friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Donate through our homepage, or you can call one 800 247 3051. You can call now or after the program, 1-800-247-3051. Now here's Tom Cantor with some highlights from this week's program as he continues to teach us from the book of Genesis about the life of Abraham and Sarah. 
See, Abraham's statement that it may be well with me tells us that this is all about Abraham. And every time you and I sin, it's always for the same reason. We sin because we don't believe that our God is great and mighty to take care of us. This is a history of God, by his grace, saving the marriage of Abraham. Now here's Tom Cantor as we conclude our expository study from the book of Genesis every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on the Friendship with God radio program. What have we seen in this chapter? We've seen that the Lord Jesus, as the God of Abraham, has just saved Abraham from his sins. And so when he comes now in the flesh, the God of Abraham, Jehovah Jesus, Joseph is told, you name him Jesus because he will save as he saved Abraham from his sins, so he will save his people from their sins, from their own faults, Abraham's fault. And God saved him from his fault. So we read in verse 1, we see here Abraham leaving Egypt, and it's it's a wonderful scene. Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot with him. Well, you know, anyway, what can we say? He's got Lot. Into the south. Abraham went down into Egypt with relatively, well, let's just put it this way, not as much as when he came out. (laughs) So Abraham went down into Egypt with not as much as he came out. In Egypt, Abraham faced a hardship, to say the least, and a great danger of having lost his wife forever. But he also faced the danger of his seed being stopped right there in Egypt, the seed between Abraham and Sarah. All that danger, all that hardship was because of the Egyptians. And so what happened? The mighty hand of God protected Abraham from losing his family. And how did the mighty hand of God do it? By what? Plagues. By plagues. And then the Egyptians, led by Pharaoh, give to Abraham their great wealth so that Abraham leaves a rich man. Now, what book in the Bible have I just summarized? Exodus, Exodus, that's right. Exodus. You see, because we see this. This is a pattern here. See, first we've seen how Abraham, he had no intention of going into Egypt. Oh, no, he don't want anything to do with Egypt or those Egyptians. They got a reputation, those people do. So he wanted to, he had been in the place where God had called him to, the land of Canaan. He wanted to stay in the land of Canaan. He had no intention of going down there to Egypt. Because after all, he was in the land. God didn't promise him Egypt. God promised him Canaan. He was in the Canaan. He was in the right place. But something happened that drove Abraham down to, out of Canaan into Egypt. What was it? There was a famine. There was a famine, verse 10. And there was a famine in the land. Abraham went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. Uh, we're going to we go into, keep going, in Genesis, we're going to see how Jacob, he has no intention of going into Egypt. He's heard all the stories. And he wanted to stay right where he was in the land of Canaan. God had promised him the land. He was in the land. And that he had no intention of going down there to Egypt. But it was a famine that drove Jacob out of Canaan and into Egypt, as it says in Genesis 42, 1 through 3. Now, when Jacob saw that there was corn in Egypt, Jacob said unto his sons, why do you look upon one another? Uh, Yeah, they had a secret, but anyways. 
And he said, Behold, I have heard that there's corn in Egypt. Get you down thither and buy us from us thence, that we may live and not die. And Joseph's ten brethren went down to buy corn into Egypt. And then it says in Genesis 43, 1 and 2, the famine was sore in the land, like it was grievous, as they said about Abraham. And it came to pass when they had eaten up all the corn that they had bought in Egypt, their father said unto them, Go again, buy us a little corn, a little food. And then we saw how Abraham was afraid as he thought about going into Egypt. He was afraid this is what was happening. So as he's marching down there toward Egypt, he comes up with this plan. He thinks of a plan that's going to protect him from the Egyptians. And he says in verse 11, when he he was near to enter into Egypt, he says to his wife and the whole, uh, the problem plan. Anyway, but then we also see, or we will see, how Jacob, he was also afraid uh, for his family to go into Egypt. And so he also devised a plan to protect them from the Egyptians. It says in Genesis 43, 11, their father Israel said unto them, if it must be so, now do this. Take of the best fruits of the land in your vessels, carry down the man a present, a little balm, a little honey, spices, myrrh, nuts, almonds. Sounds pretty good. Anyway, and then we also saw how Abraham entered into Egypt, as we've mentioned, with less compared to what he left Egypt with. And we're going to see how when Jacob enters into Egypt, he has greatly less than when he left. It will say in Genesis 46, 26, all the souls that came in with Jacob into Egypt, which came out of his loins being Jacob's sons, with Jacob's sons' wives, all the souls were three score and six. Now, when the Egyptians took Abraham's wife away from him, we saw how the Egyptians put a great hardship on Abraham that threatened to stop his seed. And in Exodus, this is what all these first chapters of Exodus are all about, when the Jewish people were in Egypt, they were put into a slavery that made their life bitter with hard bondage. And then the Egyptians put in this plan to destroy their seed by systematic extermination of the Jewish people. That's what it says, Exodus 1.11. They set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. They built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Python and Ramses. And in Exodus 1.14 through 16, it says, they made their life bitter with hard bondage, mortar, brick, all manner of service in the field. All their service when they made them serve was with rigor. And the king of Egypt spake unto the Hebrew midwives, and he said, when you do the office of a midwife, to the Hebrew women, and see them upon the stools. If it be a son, you shall, then you shall kill him. And in Exodus one twenty two, And Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, Every son that is born you shall cast into the river, and every daughter you save alive. So, there's one word that from chapter 12, verse 15, that really brings home to us just how desperate Abraham felt, just how hopeless the situation is, just how helpless he found himself. And in verse 15, where it says, the princess also of Pharaoh saw her and commended her before Pharaoh, and the woman was taken, that's the word, taken into Pharaoh's house. When we read the word taken, we can feel Abraham's despair. We can feel how helpless he feels, how hopeless he feels. He watches his wife being taken away from him. And she's slated to become one of Pharaoh's wives. There's nothing he can do about it. Nothing Abraham could do by himself to get her back. He was absolutely helpless to get Sarah, his wife, back. When the Jewish people were in Egypt, 
They were absolutely desperate. They were absolutely hopeless and helpless as slaves under the Egyptians. Everything was going according to how Pharaoh had planned. And in Exodus 2.23, it says, It came to pass in process of time, king of Egypt dies, and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage. And they cried. And their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. So all they could do was sigh and cry. That's it. They had nothing else they could do. Now, why did they sigh and cry? Because they were helpless. Because they were hopeless. There was nothing that they could do as they looked at their Egyptian taskmasters and the Egyptians who were killing them systematically. It was as if the Jewish people looked every day at smokestacks and they saw the smoke coming out and they realized they're burning our people. And unless help comes from the outside, they were on a track to be destroyed, just like the Nazis. And unless help came from the outside at that time, they would be destroyed. And help did come from the outside, not not themselves. We will continue finishing Tom Cantor's message on marriage as seen in the life of Abraham and Sarah. But as Tom Cantor was mentioning, the Jewish people needed help from the outside so they might be saved. In like manner, we need to let you know that we need your help from the outside. Maybe you just tuned in, or maybe you didn't hear our opening announcement or the rest of the announcements we've made this week, but we have important news. The Friendship with God radio program has been on the air for a year and a half, and thankfully the program has been made available in your city without any listener support. It's been free due to having an underwriter for the program. Unfortunately, we have lost our underwriter, and we no longer have the support for this radio program. So if you've enjoyed this radio program and Tom Cantor's teaching, we need you to support this program today to keep it on the radio on this station in your city. And your financial gift and support of this teaching program not only helps us to stay on the air, but it also helps us to continue to reach millions with the gospel every year, door-to-door, especially lost Jewish people, encountering Jewish people face-to-face and giving them the truths of the Lord Jesus Christ that they might be saved. So we reach out through the Friendship with God radio program, but also through Israel Restoration Ministries, and we go door-to-door to reach the lost Jewish people. It's the most difficult way to reach them, but it's the most effective. That is why for three years, we have had our Saturday Los Angeles outreach, knocking on 400,000 Jewish doors each year, and we have had summer blitz campaigns the past three years. In fact, this last summer, we went to 17 Jewish cities, knocking on 800,000 Jewish doors, and we do that each year. Now, that's over 1.2 million Jewish doors, lost Jewish people that we're trying to reach out there with the gospel. So please, support this program. Keep it on the air. Lots of Jewish people are listening as well as we're edifying the Christian believers. But go to friendshipwithgod.org to support this program and to keep it on the air and the outreach going to the Jewish people. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. Or call us at 1-800-247-3051. one 800 Call us now or at the end of the program. Here's Tom Cantor with a continuation of our study from the life of Abraham and Sarah. Now, we saw in verse 17 how God delivered Abraham out of his trouble in Egypt with great plagues. It says great plagues on Pharaoh. See, God was practicing. He was great plagues and, and on his house, as it says in Genesis 12, 17. The Lord plagued Pharaoh in his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. So God brought the Jewish people. He brought Abram out of Egypt through great plagues. He brought the Jewish people 
out of uh, Egypt through great plagues, ten of them. And it said in, in uh, Exodus 9.14, For I will at this time send all my plagues upon thine heart and upon thy servants, speaking to Pharaoh, and upon thy people, that thou mayest know that there is none like unto me in all the earth. Now, we saw that it was Pharaoh himself that sent Abraham out of Egypt. Pharaoh could, he couldn't wait to get rid of Abraham. He brought a lot of trouble onto his land because of those plagues of God. So it says in Genesis 12, 20, where we've been studying, that Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away and his wife and all that he had. And after Pharaoh, in Moses' day, had been plagued by God, he himself sent Moses and the Jewish people out of Egypt, as he couldn't wait to get rid of them, to get them out because of the plagues. It says in Exodus 12, 30-33, Pharaoh rose up in the night, he had all his servants and all the Egyptians. There was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. The last plague. And he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up, get you forth from among my people, both ye and your children and the children of Israel. Go, serve the Lord as you have said. Take your flocks, take your herds. And as you've said, be gone, and bless me also. <laughs> That's funny. And the Egyptians were urgent, it says. They were urgent upon the people that they might send them away out of the land in haste, for they said, we be all dead men. So when Abraham left Egypt, we read in both the last verse of chapter 12 and the first verse of chapter 13, not about his wife, but those, we read four words where it says, and Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away in his house, and all that he had. And then in verse 1, it says, And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him into the south. So those words, all that he had, are very important. Because what was it, all that he had? <laughs> well, it's described for us in verse 16. It was the deal. It was the payment for Sarah. He entreated Abram well for her sake. He had sheep, oxen, asses, men servants, maidservants, she asses, and camels. So when, when, a, when Pharaoh sent Abraham out, he didn't ask for the, his stuff back. <laughs> he didn't say, now give me, you know, here's your wife, so give me what I get. No, no, he said, just get out of here. And when the Jewish people left Egypt, God instructed the Jewish people to collect their back wages. <laughs> it says borrow, you know, but really God was having them collect their back wages for building all those pyramids. In spite of the fact that Anwar Sadat said there's no record of Jewish people being in Egypt, it doesn't matter. But, <laughs> but, um, but those pyramids were built by Jewish hands, thank you very much. And so when God told them, when you leave, you've got a lot of back wages to collect. So it says in Exodus 3.22, but every woman, they're good at collecting the back wages. Every woman shall borrow of her neighbor and of her that sojourneth in her house, Jewels of silver, jewels of gold, raiment, and ye shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters, and ye shall spoil the Egyptians. Okay, so we've gone through this. We've seen this parallel with Abraham, what happened in Moses' day. What's it all mean? Is it just an interesting repeat of history? No, because God wanted the Jewish people in Egypt to look back at the history of Abraham, like we've been studying here in chapter 12, and to follow David's call to the Jewish people, as he said in Psalm 115, 9, O Israel, trust thou in the Lord. He is your help and the shield. And today, God wants Israel to study this chapter. In chapter 12 here, as God's calling 
them, as it says in Isaiah 51, 2, look unto Abraham your father and unto Sarah that bear you and realize that Abraham found himself hopeless and helpless. You can have a theme song for your country called Hatikva the Hope, but you're hopeless and helpless against your enemies and with, if you don't have the help and hope of Jehovah Jesus. And today, with the world turning against the Jewish people, the world's turning against Israel, and there be, Christians are turning against also. Be, and so the Jewish people are beginning to find themselves as Abraham, hopeless and helpless. Even Christians, even Christians turning against with the replacement theology, which is nothing more than the castaway theology, which is referenced in Romans 11.1. 1. This uh, the letter from a listener to the radio program, he identifies himself, he says he's a believer in the Lord, and then he says that uh, he has, uh, he, he said, there's one controversy I have with you. I thought, just one? But anyway, <laughs> and others that believe that the Jewish people that live in the land of Israel today are the real Jews. The true people of that land, Israel, today are scattered among all nations as the Holy Scriptures prophesy. The last time the Israelites were in their land was in 70 A.D., when Titus, the Roman general, and his army invaded that land, slaughtered the Israelites, which God allowed to happen because of the sins of the people. Anyway, the Jewish people that are in the land today are converts to a religion that's not really their own. These people are from Khazar Empire, from Western Europe, from the Black Sea to Caspian to the Volga. And uh, a Jewish man, Arthur Kessler, wrote about it, called the 13th tribe. And uh, he says, the true Jews are Negroes. That's why I got my hair this way, see? <laughs> They're West Indians, the people of Haiti, Dominicans, Puerto Rico, Brazil, Colombia, Panama, North American Indians, and the Seminole Indians. <laughs> okay? And Negro descent. Okay? So, this, so what we see here is a wave beginning. This is a Palestinian deception. You go on YouTube and you'll see this. The Palestinians who want to destroy the people who are in the land of Israel are propagating this. The people who are in the land of Israel are not really Jews. So the Palestinians now all of a sudden they love the Jews, but they just happen to be the Jews, just happen to be uh, Seminole Indians. <laughs> so anyway, so what was happening here is that even the church is beginning this wave against the Jewish people in Israel. So they'll find themselves alone. And God wants them to do, he says, look to your father, Abraham. Look what happened to your father in Egypt. Look what happened to your people in Egypt. And, O Israel, trust thou in the Lord, in Jehovah Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for recording these things for us so that, Lord, we can trust in you with all of our heart. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining Tom Cantor and the Friendship with God radio program. Now, if you missed our opening announcement, we've got some important news to share with you. The Friendship with God radio program has been made available for free the past year and a half on this station, this city, and without listener support. But unfortunately, we have lost our underwriter for this program, and we no longer have the support for this radio program to continue. And we need you as the listener who's been enjoying this program to get involved and support it that it can continue on. Now, this program isn't just a radio program. It also is a Jewish evangelistic outreach reaching over 1.2 million lost Jewish people and their houses and their homes and their doors with the gospel every year. So not just a radio outreach, but also a Jewish evangelism outreach through Israel Restoration Ministries. And we need you to get involved and support this radio program so that it can continue to get the gospel to the Jew first. So please go to our website, 
friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. And please donate through our website on our homepage or call us at 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Now, God's got a blessing when we go after the Jewish people. In fact, we look back at the scriptures and know that Balak offered Balaam a reward if he would curse the Jewish people. That was in Numbers chapter 22, 23, 24. But Balaam couldn't do it. God is not a man, he said, that he should lie, neither the son of man, that he should repent. He hath said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Behold, I have received a commandment to bless, and he hath blessed, and I cannot reverse it. So think of Balaam and how God was wanting to use Balaam to bless the Jewish people. Can God use you in supporting this program? There's a huge blessing in it for you if you can help us to get the gospel out through the airwaves and also through our Jewish evangelistic outreach. And we need your help because just as Balaam had been given a commandment to bless the Jewish people, and he did it, we too have been given a commandment to bless the Jewish people, and in it we will be blessed. They gave us mercy through the scriptures and a Savior, and we can return that mercy back to them who gave us the gospel of light. So if you want to support this wonderful ministry that's getting the gospel to the Jewish people and edifying the believers, call us today, 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Call us today. Help support the gospel to go out across this nation and around the world with Israel Restoration Ministries and the Friendship with God radio program. We need your help. We've lost our underwriter, and we need your support. So you can donate online at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Call us today, 1-800-247-3051. 1-800-247-3051. Thanks in advance for your support, and join us again tomorrow at this same time.